In this episode, the fanbear goes back to his roots in attempts to try and give a decent K-drama review for the end time. Join him as he tries to deliver his verdict for the strongest delivery event. Come to Hamnidai This is VGAPS and this is the Fanbear Chronicles. Yovabun, Yerova, Anyong! Welcome back to another episode of the Fanbear Chronicles. Today we're gonna do something different. If last week I invited my friends over to discuss about FX, my all time favorite K pop group, today I'm gonna go back to my roots and. Um, do objective K-drama reviews. So, for those who aren't familiar with me or who doesn't know me, I've been into this whole K-pop world or the Hallyu wave as they call it since 2014. Though, I do go way back but like being into it as much as I am now really started back in 2014. So, I originally started with K-dramas and not even K-pop. Yeah, so, having said that, I've seen a lot of K-dramas already in the past. Probably more than 100, and my friends know this, and they always ask me for K-drama recommendations. What I did 3 years ago is that I actually created my own criteria of doing k-drama reviews so that when the time comes that my friends would ask me for k-drama recommendations i would have a solid and a valid or a probably more objective way of recommending the said k-dramas but even if i have this criteria it doesn't mean that it's the all or nothing at all um, sometimes it's still a hit and miss but yeah i think uh, i would love to be able to provide a more in-depth discussion and reviews of these different k-dramas so enough about that so how do i do it so i grade each k-drama and i do my reviews according to first plot or story the next one is the cast and their respective portrayal of their characters and then I also do give out or I grade it based on the production value. So the production value includes like the aesthetics and the visuals of the K-drama as well as the editing. And then I also have here a discussion about the execution or how the director directed the whole or orchestrated the whole drama or film. And then at the same time, I do take note of the musical scoring and the original soundtrack. So that's a factor I also consider in. I actually just added that component just today, but previously I opted to include the review of the OSC or the scoring under the whole production value but I thought watching a lot of new dramas made me realize that the OSTs plays a very vital role in the whole of the the drama and I think it's fit to do a separate review of each drama's respective musical scoring because it adds to the total production value and effect so i separated that component and then lastly this is my very personal addition to to the flavor though the first few components might seem very technical and uh, by the way just a caveat on that i'm not in any way or form a professional critique of, of a K-drama review. So all of it is just based on like 
well, I'd say personal biases still. So I try to make it objective as much as possible. But yeah, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's based on like scientific or radical uh, review or 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 basis. So that's just a caveat. But I try to as much as possible be objective with it, at least from from the extent that I can do it. So yeah, so um, enough about that. The last part or the last component is actually what I call the empathic impact. So, and personally, I think of all the bases, this is the most critical and the most that bears the most weight only because the empathic impact, as I call it, so I coined that term. I'm not sure if, if that even exists, but empathic impact is like, how did it affect you as a viewer? How did it impact you as a viewer? Did you feel disturbed or did you feel that disgruntling feeling that tummy turning or like that feeling that you want to puke or vomit because of what you've seen? Were you scared? Did you feel butterflies in your stomach or like did your fingers curl because of the the situations or the killing or did you get mad into a specific character you loathed you hated and you had the urge to really really like oh like that that be that kind of feeling does does that bring out that kind of emotion towards uh, out of you rather so so I think that's a major consideration when I'm doing my reviews, like the total emotional impact of the story or like the drama, like how what kind of feeling it draws out to you. So those are the criteria. And then the other segments or the other parts of the review is really more on the fun part. But we're also going to have some discussions about certain scenarios that can get our fan badges revoke and it also crafted or created a part wherein we give out our own version of awards so later we'll get into that so today's topic is actually or the first fan bear k-drama review we're gonna do today is actually about the strongest delivery man or in korean it is called choi kang petalkun so in English, it's translated into Strongest Delivery Man. So it is actually a K-drama that aired in 2017. I actually remember I was still with Isachi and Sachi at the time when it was airing. And I was the show was mentioned to me by Sinta. So Sinta is actually um, a colleague I had back in Sachi. So she's also another K-drama fan. And she, she loves watching K-drama. So... She did mention this briefly to me, but I wasn't that interested at that time. I've seen Kyung Pyo before in Reply 1988 and even in Jealousy Incarnate. So uh, I was familiar with him, but I wasn't really into him that much to for me to actually watch his other shows. So the only reason why I did give this show a chance or the reason why I watched it is because I didn't have any K-dramas left to, to actually watch. So I decided, why not? Give it a try. So three years after its original airing, here I am doing a review about it. Okay. Now, so the plot of the story actually revolves around Kyung Pyo or the name of his role is Kang Soo. So Choi Kang Soo is actually a delivery man who is exploring Seoul. So what he does is he applies for different chikdang or restaurants and 
as a delivery guy. So he has been exploring Seoul and applying for different positions or like different um, restaurants, going around and like covering the whole of Seoul. In the process, he was able to create like a lot of connections. He even had like 300, 300 delivery guys supporting him. So yeah, so actually he was in he was searching for the roots of his mom. So that's the backstory behind it. And then there's also the other girl or the other main lead which is portrayed or played by Chesubin and the name of her character is Lidana. So Lidana is actually also a delivery uh delivery man. So she has been working really hard, saving up money to eventually leave the country because she loads it a lot. That's so much so that she wants to move out from the what she calls like a hell hole for her. And their paths cross as delivery guys and, and, and stuff. And they had this mission of well it's primarily Kangsu. They had this he had this mission of protecting the, the alley where the food alley where he is currently working because there's this kind of like a conglomerate food conglomerate or food company that was trying to monopolize the place so that's Junga so Junga Ali was trying to force the different restaurants in that alley to close down so that she or like the company takes control of that so basically that's the gist of the story eventually kang su in order to combat or to save different restaurants in jonga he creates his own company which is like similar kind of similar with how grab food and food panda even lala move operates so he creates a tech company a tech startup which is primarily focused on delivery so they they do offer food delivery services to to customers and he just created like the technology behind it so he was the ceo of that and in the process he was already butting heads to heads against the junga corporation quote unquote right so that's how we're gonna describe the plot or the story of the cage drama now moving on i have already mentioned the main characters so we have Lidana, which is played by Chesu Bin, so she's also the delivery woman, and then the the main lead is actually Kang Su, played by Gok Kyung Pyo. And now, all right, now that we know a bit about the plot of the K drama, let's now proceed to the fan there critique. So first up, or the first component we're gonna critique is actually the plot or the story. So over five, the rating I would give it is actually just probably 2.5 to be honest it wasn't as good as it i hope it would have been i had high hopes because of the pairing between subin and kyung pyo and since i believe uh, i'm not sure but i think it was the first lead role of kyung pyo i had like really high hopes for him and at the same time for subin i've seen her a lot of times and she was actually good the story isn't typical it wasn't the usual rom-com drama we would get there were hints of chebol in it but it overall it wasn't a chebol drama thank god so that's that's already a good thing but even if it's not a chebol drama it doesn't mean that there were no Mac Chang elements in it and 
I know that plot devices are necessary to to be able to create tension and then to be able to derive the story. But specific to this story, um, I'll be giving a lot of spoilers ahead already, so bear with me. I did hate some of the plot devices they used, especially the Makchang ones, the Makchang elements. There was a part in the plot, in the latter part of the story, wherein Junga had to use the sabotage plot device. And not only was it an annoying plot device to derive the story, but it was also poorly executed. Like, you would just be the emotion that would get you triggered would probably be anger because of like how freaking stupid it it was done and it wasn't done right and it was like something half cooked or half asked for that matter adding to that was it something new um not really but it was refreshing to see this new concept being introduced it's good to note i think that it was aired three years ago Though the concept of food delivery back then and tech startups weren't as huge as it is right now, but technically they were already on the rise. I I do recall having worked for Uber back in 2016, like the same concept of Uber Eats was already in place. So it was just high time they did a story out of that. Although I didn't get the tech and the glam feel into it. It was a bit raw and kind of... I'm not sure if it was just poorly executed, but it wasn't as like a Silicon Valley exploratory kind of story. Unlike if I'm gonna think of a similar story that deep dive on that kind of concept, I'd probably say something like WW Search. So Search is all about that, um, somehow like Google, right? But this one fell short on the technology and innovation part. And probably it wasn't the main concept, naman, so I'd have to be lenient on that. But yeah, it, it was a good attempt, to say the least, right? Next, still on the plot, honestly, I wasn't too sold with the love line for both main and secondary leads. So, the storytelling fell short on that. I'm not sure if it was the chemistry between Subin and Kyungpyo, or or was it really just like how the story progressed, but the love line was a bit forced, and the motivations behind why they fell for each other weren't strong enough for me to be convinced as a viewer. And then, still on the plot, uh, adding to that, the characters weren't developed well. There were a lot of loopholes. Overall, the plot wasn't cohesive, and it focused more on the the acute efforts of the characters. And honestly, there were some scenes that were too unrealistic, and even even the ano eh, the the Sparta, what they call Sparta, the three hundred, the force of the three hundred delivery men, backing up Kangsu was just, um, it it was refreshing, yes, but it was too good to be true. In the beginning, it wasn't as impactful in the beginning that it will get you hooked and then the more you watch it the more it gets dragging and it wasn't as really compelling to for people to watch it it, it lacks that kind of flair so probably i'm giving it like the 2.5 is even high now that i'm talking about it now so there were parts of the plot that weren't really good there was a time that both 
Jingyu and Kangsu were imprisoned, and I honestly thought that that kind of plot twist would have had a bigger impact in the overall storytelling. I could have, I wished it could have done that much of an impact, but really the that part didn't do much to the overall storytelling, and like you could have explored a lot with with that kind of plot twist. You could have done that in like the latter part or like in the middle part of the whole story just so to drive the possible shift in the narrative but to no avail they only used it as as it is and it did not even narrated the story like from a timeline perspective it was just like what a month or so so that was disappointing Again, there were just a lot of plot holes and side stories and there were a lot of conflicts that they weren't able to answer everything properly. The ending was a bit rushed. You can see like how all of these plot holes or like all of these conflicts, they were trying to resolve it like all in the end of the story. So it was like too forced for me. Like the... The conflict about Kangsu's mom, it wasn't developed or the build-up wasn't there. Then there's also Jin-gyu and even Jiyun's progression wasn't there. And then ultimately the Junga or the primary plot which is the battle against Junga. It wasn't just really cohesive to be able to make it convincing to the viewers. So that was a shame. Um, just to add as well, um, as for the character development or char- character build-up for some of the characters, the way they focused more on Kangsu than the other uh, members. So as you all know, for the whole 16 episodes, Dana was really just trying to save up and then leave for the country. But we only know there was a scene about her parents... Or her parental issues when we got to witness her mom calling her and then her brother asking her for money but then she's just like she's just not having it at all like it wasn't as compelling enough and like it felt like was that just camera roll when in fact it was like it should have been like a bigger story in itself because dana was was a good character to be developed but it was lacking in that aspect and it ended there like she wasn't established for that though yeah it made her like the independent character she is but <sighs> her character was a shame for being sidelined to just that kind of storytelling and she cutting her ties completely with her family sounds really honestly dumb for me the reasons or the motivations behind it isn't as realistic as i had hoped it would have been either so i just felt that that was kind of dumb and to add to that still on the plot sorry i, I know i've been i'm talking a lot about the plot i have to mention as well jingyu and jiyun's love progression um, it just didn't sit well with me as if what happened with that kasi is that they got used to being with each other versus them needing each other in 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 their life. So it wasn't as 
compelling or it wasn't as heart-fluttering as I hope it would have been. I felt more of the chemistry between Dana and Chingyu. There was also a part of in the earlier parts of the story wherein Kang Soo was trying to put the blame on Jingyu for the accident that happened to Yunsu. So that motorcycle accident and him not being able to reach the hospital in time because of them closing down the streets. I know it it was wrong, but it's kind of like forced for for them to be putting the blame on on Jingyu for that incident when in fact he didn't even like know or like he wasn't aware of that what happened like why aren't they putting the blame on the person who hit Yunsu I mean isn't that like the common thing to to do uh, uh why are they getting mad at uh Jingyu for for that and uh, I I just felt that they weren't able to fully connect the dots on that one and it felt really forced for me. I mean, like wh- why? Why dude? Right, so enough about the plot. Speaking a lot about the plot made me realize or made me think that probably I would have to drop it to a 2 instead of a 2.5. It was really that bad. Okay. Now moving on to the next component which is the cast or the portrayal while the plot was lacking or luckluster or it wasn't something i would have enjoyed or like i did enjoy i'd say there for the plots there were certain characters that or like certain portrayals not really characters honestly the characters i didn't like any of the characters but at least for the portrayal or the actors behind it um i'd have to give some credit to to certain standouts for me so those standouts are but later on that pala i'll give it first the overall review for for the cast or portrayal so out of five i'm gonna give it 2.5 the actors honestly weren't really stellar but because of mm, of two main actors i'm giving it that score so the first one is actually chess Bean, and then the other is kim son ho First, Subin. I am not a huge fan of Che Subin, but she's such a pretty face, and it's just difficult to hate her. Though it actually could go against her as well, as she's not that memorable as other actresses. She is pretty, she is something you would be looking at. She's got that refreshing, um, vitalizing, and rejuvenating vibe with her, but she's not like. Son Yejin, she's not like Kim Tae or Song Ye Kyo. Actually, um, the types you know for female characters or female leads, you're always looking for that portrayal wherein they can portray themselves as something like the normal person, and then they suddenly shift like 360 degrees, and then there's this wow, the elegance, the feistiness, the the aura of of something radiant, something like that. Chesu Bean is exactly like in the middle of it. Like she, I'm, I'm not able to see that extreme polarizing characters yet. I, I can see her fitting into the, the usual mold, like the, the ordinary relatable 
woman or like character but like if she pushes it to the extremes it, it just doesn't go beyond the boundaries so she's unlike the goddess Song Yekyo or like Kim Tae-hee or like the the kinds who are in Park shin for that matter can go super down and then even Park Sodam like I've seen her so that kind like she's too she's too in the middle for me so that's that's just something that I think um, works against her favor but again I've seen some of her works like I am not a robot um, where stars land and love in the moonlight and yes I like all of those because even if she doesn't have that much of a star aura she compensates it with her acting prowess so she provides certain layers for the character she portrays so that shows how diverse and how skilled she is in terms of acting in general so i think that's a good thing like like overall chesu bin is something that that people would love and watch from time to time it's just that i wouldn't rank her as one of my top actresses personally my favorite actress still is so yunjin she's just like She's got everything going on when it comes to acting. So, Chesu Bin is still like a rookie in that aspect, and I believe she's gonna get, she's gonna grow further. But what I loved about her, specific to this drama, is the tough girl act she had. So the tomboyish attitude of Dana was refreshing to see. It was consistent all throughout. She did have like a, ch- a chance to showcase her her other side, though it wasn't as highlighted. And honestly, when you when you juxtapose her side by side with Nam Ji Yoon of of Four Minute, um, the, you would see the difference in terms of like the 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 star factor in terms of the visuals because she's too she has a cute face compared to the other actresses' visuals. Also, I have to add that in the beginning, I honestly saw the chemistry better with Kim Sonho or Jingyu. Probably because of the K-drama trope of the Chebel guy meets the hardworking girl. Kind of like the Cinderella complex. So, it gets me every freaking single time. So yeah, um, that was also a thing I didn't really like about this one is that the love line didn't had much of that connection. So there were a lot of um, sweet scenes and even kissing scenes between Kyung Pyo and Chesu Bean, but it wasn't as effective, honestly, for me. It felt forced versus like the the moment sparks on or like Jingyu and Dana had during the hospital scenes like it felt more natural and they had they seemed to have more chemistry than than Kangsu and and Dana and now actually speaking of Jingyu he is actually the other reason why I'm giving this drama a 2.5 for the caster portrayal so hands down i love how kim son ho portrayed his role plus plus a bit of his character he was annoying in the beginning kim son ho okay uh, more about kim son ho first 
I actually saw him first in 100 Days My Prince with Kyung Soo. So, so he was good in that one as well. Um, and then right after, I did watch his other work, which is the one with Moon Chae-won, which is Yung Catch the Ghost. So, specific to Strongest Deliverer Man, though, Jin Yu's character is honestly a mess for me. Like, from the arrogant and spoiled brat who lacks, who is lacking or like searching for love, to uh, suddenly giving up his life and then finding a new hope to live and um, even to the extent of living in the streets and working hard and then suddenly um, being the smart businessman that he apparently is so it was just too all over the place for lack of a better term it felt like it was her his character was he didn't know or like the author the director didn't know how to position his character or maybe the build-up wasn't there it, it was all too soon for the viewers to be fooled into believing that he could be something or like he could be that and the bad guy act should have been done a little longer for us to hate him more and then suddenly feel the compassion right after though i have to say kudos to him for there were scenes that were really remarkable um he can definitely do rom-com and he can definitely do chundeve type or he can even do the the nerd type of of character that's how great of an artist he is yeah nevertheless rom-com suits kim son ho as mentioned i first saw him in 100 days my prince and I did watch him in Catch the Ghost as well and he is actually a natural charmer and I'm excited to see him in Startup. So TVN is coming up with a new K-drama starring Suji and Ninam Juyuk and then we also have Kim Sonho on that lineup and what else can you ask for, right? So it's actually Chesu Bean and Kim Son Ho were the standouts for this specific show. Now let's talk about Kang Soo. So Kyung Pyo, a lot of fans fell for him or fell for his role as Sun Woo in Reply 1988. Then it was followed suit with his roles in Jealousy Incarnate or Dare to Dream and then Chicago Typewriter. As the second lead. Now, right after that, if I'm not mistaken, is Strongest Delivery Man, which is his first leading role. Sochiki Kyungpyoya is not the best actor. He can sound stiff or monotonous at times, comparing it to his co-actors, but his visuals always makes up for it. And the thing that I've observed with Kyung Pyo is that the way he portrays his roles are almost exactly the same. And I just can't separate his other roles from the other. Even like you, you can see during certain scenes, um, specifically like romantic scenarios. Like I can see Sun Woo talking with Dana. It's something like that. Or like I can see... I can interchange Sun Woo and Kang Soo. Like, Kang Soo could, like, be the one talking to Bora. Or maybe there were, like, the similarities between Bora and Dana were, were there. That's why I felt that. But, yeah, um, 
and it was Kyung Pyu portraying the role of the other person. Um, to add to that, the strongest delivery man isn't his best work. And on top of that, I think this is the major, major, major thing that really turned me off is for 10 episodes, his hair had to be styled like that. I know it was part of establishing his character as a delivery guy, but I don't know. I was just distracted by his hair. Then finally, there's the metamorphosis when he became the CEO of his own company. I actually appreciate the execution, though um, I, I did hope that he could have been styled better as a delivery guy. Because, I mean, that's a stereotype, right? Anyway, next. So... 2.5 for the casting and portrayal because of Che Bin and Kim Sun-ho because they were the silver lining of that show. Now, next, the production value or the aesthetics and the editing. So, I'm not a pro in this one. I did have a background in production. I was a mass communication student. I've seen a lot of films and even K-dramas. So, I'm just speaking from that perspective but I don't have or i haven't had the chance or the opportunity to actually do it for myself so um forgive me if 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 i might sound too pretentious in this but but like who cares right so my score out of five would have been two it was just so so for me nothing exciting or spectacular in terms of the aesthetics or the visual the places were i think well, I, I'd have to give it to them. Like they were able to portray probably how the the alley, the food alley stalls would have looked like, and even the places or the restaurants probably does look like that, right? But it wasn't as striking visually for me, so it just felt like a typical cage drama I've seen before. There were no whoa moments in terms of production value. And it didn't have anything fancy like how K-dramas these days are doing their different shows. So just think about like Crash Landing on You, The Switzerland, the beauty of the of that. And then there's also like, if you think of Goblin, you'll be reminded of the waves crashing in the land with as the background where... Um, doc- the Dokebi and the girl are, are right there. So those kinds of visual um, notes you would have. But specific to Strongest Delivery Man, I think the best um, suit they've had in terms of production value would have been like the scenarios with when they were riding the respective motorcycles. That's it. So even the coloring... Honestly, for this one, isn't any different. I've been watching, honestly, I, I can't help but compare it with Record of Youth, which I'm currently watching and I'm super in awe of how the editing is also telling the story, that kind of thing. This one didn't have any of that, unfortunately. And just to add to that, the editing, the color of the whole drama was more on the darker side like there were no colors that were popping or it, it they focused more on I'm not sure it just felt like a typical K-drama so I'm gonna give it two for that 
Next component is actually gonna be um, about the directing or the execution. So while I believe that production value and the execution goes hand in hand in a way, I guess I'm gonna give this one a two as well. The scenes were bearable, though nothing spectacular. There was nothing spectacular about it. Like the scenes were, were just okay. It was just so so. It wasn't bad to the point that I would drop it because of that. Because there were like certain shows or like there were certain acting that would really throw you off. Like think uh I'm so sorry, but Orange Marmalade Um where Sol Yun was just really, really terrible on that one. I don't speak Korean, but like you would know if they would they are stiff or, or like or stuff like that, right? In terms of the execution as well, it wasn't enough to incite feelings out of the viewer. I didn't feel any kilig, any madness or any galit. There were no feelings of um well there were times that it I, I found it funny, speci- especially Jean Gyu's part. But apart from that it was just Mm, okay something like that and yeah i didn't feel my heart fluttering no matter how many times they kissed a lot and yeah i do have to mention the key scenes were distracting and they were cringe worthy like you would cringe watching it uh it was so awkward and my god kyungpyo please um you know how how Kyungpyo would do it like he would like close his eyes and then pout and then slowly inch closer to Chesupin and that's it like mm, that was supposedly a romantic scene and I actually want to ask why why the hell do a lot of shows do these kinds of kisses like I mean if you're gonna kiss why don't you do it right right or like fit for the scene like popo kisses or smack kisses like that fit certain scenarios like if it was um an accidental scenario that like you had no choice but to 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 make contact with them but like specific romantic scenes like that requires more feeling or emotion i always go back to the best k-drama scene i've seen which is executed by soyeonjin and uh, I forgot the name of his partner, but the one in Romantic Doctor one, and even with ano with ano pala uh, Ohaying again, it's always it is always So Yunjin deriving the passionate scene, and yeah, I mean that should be the gold standard for for these kinds of scenes. I mean, Kang Dong Nim Chebal Chebal. <sighs> Anyway, I have to mention as well, Subin's action scenes were, were good. I would give a plus one for them for that. But the rest were just, okay. It wasn't, wow, it wasn't, or like, it wasn't that bad either. So, and also, also I have to commend Subin as well because she's such a good crier. There was a scene where he wa- she was bawling her eyes out but at the same time she was getting mad at Kang Su for 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 giving up she was such a good and emotional actress i mean if she can build on that and then if she can further like improve how she can make it diverse that would be 
really, really fantastic. I'm saying this because I've seen Bogum recently in Record Reviewed, right? So I've, I've seen him like portray all of the flower boys acting. But now there was a part in episode 4 where, where he turned into the, um, the bad boy. And it wasn't just the way he portrayed his lines, but it was his eyes. It was how his eyebrows were raised, like one part. It was how his nostrils are flaring. Stuff like that, right? So Subin is like threading that path. So I believe like down the line in the future, we're gonna see more of Che Subin. All in all, for the execution, um, with a poor story like this, you can really only do so much, right? But as a director, there were hopes that you could have done better. But at least make the scenes more believable. Yeah, I guess that's that's how I'm gonna critique that part. Next, um, we're gonna talk about the OST. So specific to the OST. Now, I'm gonna give it um, probably three point five over five. So this is the highest I'm gonna give for the specific show. I'm not a music pro or whatever either, but I do appreciate the scenes and how the scoring fits. There were good songs like Cartoon Romance and. Specific to that, Cartoon Romance reminded me of the school K-dramas I've seen like The Heirs and The Boys Over Flowers. It has that kind of feel to it. It gets you jumping. It gets you up and running. It gets you excited. That kind of feeling when you listen to it. And I appreciate as well um, the main leads um, having their own songs into this show. And even Kyungpyo had the main one of the main songs which was used in a lot of the scenes which was la 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 he in terms of like how he sang it it wasn't stellar but the melody was really good that it fit the drama too and also subin chesubin's love on my way was um executed well and it was good too something i would listen to Okay, so that's for the OST. Now I'm gonna move on to the last part of the fanbear critic, which is the empathic impact. So this part is how the drama made me feel. Um, was I excited? Did I binge watch it? Did I have that feeling that I can't drop it? Did I want to not finish it anymore? Or will I watch it again? So answering these questions, I probably would rate it as 2 over 5. So I think I'm kind of, I am already generous on that front. Um, giving it a 2 because I was able to finish it. So that's the only reason I'm giving it a 2. And I did drop some K-dramas before and I probably won't be doing a review of them. So the mere fact that I'm doing a review of this drama is already enough to merit it a 2 over 5 for that, alright? So, it wasn't something I was excited. I did get mad with how absurd it was though. But that was not because of how it was executed. And it's probably because of how frustrating and how unrealistic it was. I did consider not finishing it. But thank god Subin and Sonho made me want to finish it. It's easily something forgettable, unfortunately. So with all of that, my overall rating would be 2. So this is just something okay, but this is not something I would recommend people to watch as it wasn't as life-changing or entertaining as I hope it would have been. And specific to that though, I would 
recommend, however, the OST and the scoring. Um, I think that was good. Even So Yang had um, a song in that one. And yeah, this is something I would like include in my playlist. Okay, so we're done with the first part. Now I'm, we're going to move on to the second part, which I call the Ultimate Fanbear Badge Revoke. So this is the part where I talk about hot takes or issues that can get my fan badge cancelled. So I have actually three. Um, I did briefly mention this in the earlier parts, but um, I'll go through it again very quickly. So the first one is Jin Gyu and Dana having better chemistry than the main leads. Like I, I truly hope that the the director or the writer really did add that as a factor or like have or improve on that like the love triangle wasn't as strong as other dramas would have been or like like other dramas are rather and honestly though sonho and subin had better chemistry than than with kyungpyo uh, i think their scenes were better executed as well um from when they first met and then the succeeding ones when Sonho took care of Dana in in the hospital. I think it was weird. I know that Kang Su knew that he was already having feelings for Dana when he was on the way to the detention center when he saw Dana riding like the the, the motorcycle on the way and then Dana had to st- go down and check the the van if it was Kangs or whatnot, right? I think the the only reason why I felt there was better chemistry between Dana and Jin Gyu is that the context of why Jin Gyu fell for Dana is well established. Like she freaking saved him, right? And she freaking turned his life around. But Dana and Kang Soo didn't have that much of a reason to fall for each other. Uh, unfortunately, like the motivations weren't clear or like the situations weren't clear. Working together doesn't merit or like they weren't able to showcase that. So I really hope that the director would have built more on the love triangle between Dana and Jin Gyu. And even, eh, even Ji Yoon and Kang Su had better reasons or like had better connection probably because of the way it was established or built right so so I think they could have built more on that versus like going by the plot of ousting like the Junga company next issue or scenario that could get my fan bear badge revoke is so Jiyun was a nuisance and she was annoying I don't know, her character was so childish, number one. The setup or like the motivations or like the way she was built was unrealistic. Like, hello, she's like a chebol, like, right? And she's trying that without the support. It just doesn't make sense for me. And really, her character was annoying. She was all too spoiled. Um, She was too easy to fall in love for anyone. She was... She wasn't just convincing enough for me to, to like her or like her character. So, yeah. 
Next, um, the last one for this matter, blaming Jin Gyu for the accident with Yoon Soo was stupid. I I already mentioned that, right? Like, why the hell would you blame someone for blocking the roads instead of like blaming the main culprit, who is the one who made the accident, right? And even Yoon Soo should be blamed for that because he was he was beating the light, so he was at fault for that. And fine, Jin Gyu could have that feeling of guilt for, for doing that, right? But putting all of the blame on him is just absurd, honestly. Right, so those are my hot takes or like the things that could make my fanbear badge revoke. Now we're gonna move on to the last part, which is the fan bear sang badges. So in true Beksung fashion, yearly like there are award shows, right? So if we cannot attend or if we cannot have our favorites or if we cannot have our choices win these awards, we're gonna create our own stupid awards. And this is where the fan bear sang badges comes in. Right. So the first award or the first badge is what we call Chincha Spotlight Stealer. So Chincha Spotlight Stealer is the best of the bests. Basically the the actor or the actress or the person who was who made a stellar performance for the specific show. I was actually torn between Chesubin or Kim Sonho, but I think I'm gonna give it to Kim Sonho for this one. Only because he made me laugh. And the emotional crying scene was compelling enough for me to give him like claps for his acting prowess so yeah i think he did a really good job for the show the next award is what we call yeah watch out for me so yeah watch out for me is talking about the standouts from the drama or who got me curious apart from the main lead so Excluding Chesubin, Gokyung Go Pyo, Kim Son Ho, and uh, the, the, the actress who played Jiyun, I will probably go with Yonji. Yonji is yung, ano, yung roommate ni Chesubin, which is played by Nam Ji Yoon. Nam Ji Yoon, the four minute, ha, not Nam Ji Yoon, the actress. And then also, yung kapatid ni Kang Su, which is. Yun Jong-il. Wala lang. I thought that they were memorable. Ji-yeon because... Or Yeonji because of her visuals. I think... I'm not that familiar with 4 Minute, but I think I would watch Nam Ji-yoon again. And the other one, the brother of Kang Su, apparently. He had really few scenes, but his visuals were really memorable for me. So that is played by Yoon Jung-il. So yeah, there. Now, we also have here the next award, where the next badge we're gonna give is what we call Debak Scene of the Century. So this is the most memorable scene for the fan bearer. And for me, it is Jin Gyu's crying scene. This was the part where he was attacked by Kangsu's friend inside the store he was very emotional in that although um i think <laughs> i i know like some of the actors need to have a lot of tension so his part was making his um jaw 
like putting the tension on his jaw for him to cry so that's one part um it wasn't like the best of the best but it was just really memorable for me only because that was a very impactful scene for for him like that was a turning point for him when when the harmony of the of that restaurant did made him change as a person right so that's one uh and that was like a turning point because after that he did agree to release like Kangsu and all of that right so next next is what we call the Chongmal never do it again scene or this is the scene the fan bear wish never happened so <laughs> i think for this one my badge would be the kissing scenes talaga when Kyung Pyo closes his eyes because it was really something i would be cringing on Like, whenever I watch it, I would like, oh, yuck. Or like, uh, what? That's it? Yeah, so that's one. Now, next. um, The next award is Shivoyo Live Without Me. So, this award is awarded to the character that the fans wish erased or removed from the drama. Or it could also be the character that the drama can live without and can be removed completely. So, for me, it's actually Jiyun. I, I think... She was just a total distraction for the whole K-drama. She wasn't the best actress either. And she was annoying. And she was a nuisance. As I mentioned earlier. Okay. Now, um, the last of of the awards is what we call Chebal Hear Me Again. So, this is the best song from the drama. And I would probably give it to The Cartoon Romance by Vanta again. So, if you listen to it, you would get that giddy feeling. That you would be feeling groovy and move to the beat and like just pumped up for the day so that's a really good ost for me so yeah um that's uh what we have for today so we did a review a k-drama review of strongest delivery man or what we call choi kang pedal kun overall would i recommend it to to my friends or to others i wouldn't but if you will watch it, I think it's gonna be a 50-50 for you. So if you're looking for a K-drama, there's probably a lot more out there that's better than this one. So yeah, um, but if you're just looking to pass time, I think this would something. This is something that you can probably consider. But yeah, so this has been VGAPS and this is where we're gonna end our episode for today. And before we end, we're gonna end this episode with Cartoon Romance by Vanta. Thank you, Yavabun! Yavabun! Chingaya! Annyeong! Bye! Crazy, 심장이 터질 듯 하는 진상 꿈처럼 가
And this is Vgaps and this is Fanbeard Chronicles. 